answering your tough financial questions for the past 26 years. It's Allworth's Money Matters with co-hosts Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth Financial's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McClain. Glad you are with us today as we talk about financial issues and retirement planning matters. Both myself and my co-host here, Pat, we're both financial advisors, certified financial, whatever that means anymore, but certified financial planner and chartered financial consultant. I am, I am. We've been doing uh, this roughly 30 years Yes. as financial advisors, doing this radio program for almost a quarter century. Um, so we have a little bit of uh, experience <laughs> in and, uh, this field and, and dealing with uh, working with people just like yourself. Yeah, and we always enjoy it. And you know, it was interesting, Pat. As um, uh, we both uh, run Allworth Financial, we was Hanson McLean for years, and we've merged with a couple other firms, and we are continuing to grow. So we rebranded ourselves a while back, Allworth Financial. But the this uh, that's also grown up. Huh? <laughs> that's also grown up rebranding yourself. <laughs> well, grow, well, uh, well. I was, what I was thinking of is it was fun because this week, uh, Pat and I both ran into uh, someone who became a client. Uh, be, oh, like maybe 20. before Handsome McLean was formed. She was. Um, Twenty eight years or something yeah. like that. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and you think back, some of these clients we had, like from back in nineteen ninety one. I'm like, we were both in our. <laughs> Mid oh, twenties. Thank was, you for trusting us. Yes, yes, and good, <laughs> good. Uh, still clients. Many, many, many of them still clients today. Yeah, but I just think back, and not just that we're young, but we're young, and we barely had an organization. I mean, there was there were three of us, right? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, hopefully. And so uh, if you've been a client all those years, thank you. Yes, really, thank you. We do appreciate it. I have much gratitude there, but also much gratitude for our long term listeners and for those that are, are newer to our program. We appreciate. Um, you being part of our program as well. And so we are going to uh, start off with some calls, and we've got a great show lined up. We've got oh, there's lots of good things we can talk about. But one of the things we want to talk about today is how to use your 401k to pay off your home at retirement. Or should you? Yeah, so some strategy, strategies about that. Right. How do you do it, and should you? And how do yeah, how do you make it happen? So we'll talk about that. And, of course, we'll take your calls. And if you'd like to be part of our program— Contact number is 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Numerically, it's 833-999-6784. I would also like to talk about putting a rental property inside of an IRA and whether it's a good idea or not. Real estate in reti- uh, retirement accounts. Yes. The self-directed IRAs. Yes. Yep. I see them pushed quite a bit. Um, this last weekend, I was on a bicycle ride. I was uh, I was actually on vacation in Santa Cruz, and I was riding with the Santa Cruz Cycling Club, which is very nice of them to have us. You just show up in these towns with cycling clubs, and you go and look online and find the club. Yeah, and you show up where they say, and then they normally have some great local rides. Um, so I rode with them, and one gentleman was telling me how he put a um, 
I don't. I didn't even tell him what I did for a living, and I made no comment to speak of whether it was a good idea or not. But to put a rental, you did property. have the T-shirt that says "Retirement Planner." Ask me how. I did not. <laughs> no, you know, like a flashing, like a bright yellow vest that flashes. Oh my! Retirement planner. Retirement planner. Financial advisor. Because the little friends I have left. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. Some of the pros and some of the cons of having real estate in your IRA. If you'd like to be part of the program, 833-99-WORTH is the number to join us. If you'd like to call with a question, again, that's 833-999-6784. We're in Northern California with Karen. Karen, you're with Allworth. Hi, Scott and Pat. I'm Karen from Loveland, Colorado. All right. And I am um, almost 59 and a half. My husband is 67. I work full-time. Um, my income can fluctuate some, but I make between 175000 and 200000 a year. My husband's on a um, state pension of 75000 a year. I have been maxing out my um, 401k you know, with pre-tax, not Roth, and I'm also maxing out my HSA. I have about 750000 saved in 401k and IRA. And I'm wondering if I should start contributing to a Roth 401k. One of the questions I always have for my CPA every year is how do I pay less taxes? <laughs> so he always recommends that I stay in the pre-tax um, 401k, you know, to lower our income. And also the other issue is, my husband is collecting um, Medicare, and you know his Medicare premiums are based yeah, on our combined right. income. You know, so I try to minimize my income as much as I can. But I'm also thinking I may be retiring in the next three or four years, and we'll then start accessing this money. So, should I start? putting some money in my Roth 401k, which I haven't put any money in so, yet. So let's, let's, uh, let me ask a couple questions. Do you owe anyone any money? Um, we have a, a mortgage of uh, roughly 250000 you know, which, you know, I may or may not pay off yeah. when I retire. And you know, it's, it's not a bad payment. Do you yeah. What do you have in money saved outside of the 401k? Do you have any money in a Roth now or in a brokerage account? And, or? Yeah, we, <clears throat> we have brokerage accounts. Um, uh, you know, outside of uh, IRA money, I probably have another um, 700000 Okay. And the reason we asked is that um, at retirement, it's it, ideally we get to retirement and we have a variety of different buckets to pull from. So if we need a, let's say our car dies and we do need a new car, we're not forced to pull money from our 401k or IRA, which is a taxable event. We have other options to look at. So you're, it sounds like you're in good shape there. If you switched some or all of your pre-tax 401k deposits to a Roth, um, I suppose one can make the argument that you would have more set aside for retirement. But the challenge is your, your adjusted gross income is going to increase by that same amount. It's going to go up. Which, which will trigger more taxes today. And, and the perhaps the medic, that's a smaller issue because it's not going to impact but it that it much. Will, it, could affect the, it will most certainly affect the Medicare. Part B premiums. Yeah. yeah. So 
the answer to the we question. We agree with your CPA. We agree with, but uh, let's look at the overall situation. So, do you have money in the bank as well? Yes. And how much do you have in the bank? Well, about seven hundred thousand oh, between brokerage accounts. Um, okay. As far as like uh, CDs, things like that. Uh, probably about 250000 Okay, so so if you were sitting in my office today and we said, okay, Karen wants to retire in three years, what should we do? The first thing I would do is probably look to see what the returns were on that brokerage account and the, and the money in the bank and take anything that has a lower yield than what your cost of money is on the mortgage and liquidate it and pay off the mortgage. Because you said... I've got a, a low payment. It makes sense. But the reality is you're probably lending money at 2% and you're paying someone else 3.5% or 4% to borrow the same money back. So either you take more risk or you actually sell off those risk, close to risk-free assets and pay down your mortgage because it's going to increase your overall net. Let's say that we move that number as 1%. That's an extra $2,500 a year to you. Let's say it's one and a half percent, right? It's thirty-seven hundred dollars. It's not a huge factor. It's got. She's calling, looking to save a couple thousand dollars on taxes. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> right? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> right. The savings there would be much greater than whatever we're talking about the Medicare B. That's correct. Yeah, that's that's my correct. point. Yeah. My point is, you, Karen, you focused on an issue that your accountant brought up, which is great, and we agree with your accountant. But if you were my sister. My older sister, by the way, slightly. <laughs> I would sit down and say, Karen, let's look at the overall situation and take into account the tax ramifications. But let's see what you look like in retirement in three years. You And, and retirement's probably um, in the future, possibly in three years. It all years. depends on what your lifestyle is. But this 175000 to $200,000 a year is pretty hard to make up. That's a big number. Mm-hmm. Unless you've been unless you've been saving some the last few years. And she has been saving some. Yeah. And the money's in the brokerage, but that's what I would look at. And and also look at you know what your what the um, survivor benefits on the pension, planning for those. So I, I think Pat's point is um, really it's, it's probably worth your while to take a broader look at your overall what's your retirement income look like, not just a couple years from now, and not just between now and three years when you might retire, but over the rest of your until you're 95 or 100. Yes. And planning through those issues and with the age difference, I mean, odds are, um, and obviously you've thought about this, odds are you'll probably be widowed one day, right? So your husband will probably predecease you by a number of years. What's that income look like during those that time? And I, I think having a broader, a broader picture of this might be helpful for you. I, I, you're you're certainly doing the right things. You're yeah, saving yeah, you're well. saving, yeah, you're I mean, saving, you're, you're saving you guys are, well. You're in great shape. You're just no we're, question. we're just cleaning up around the edges. Yeah. All righty. Right, one more quick question. Sure. <clears throat> when when I retire, like my husband is getting a pension, so his Social Security, he gets like two hundred dollars a month because they did that haircut. Yes. Um, when I retire, is he able then to switch over to fifty percent of my Social Security? No, because of the windfall elimination provision. Oh, okay. All righty. Sorry about that. All right, thank you. Thanks. Right. Good luck, Karen. Sounds like you're doing a lot of the right things. So yeah. uh, 
appreciate you, you know, calling. And um, yeah, so Scott, this that whole I'll use an analogy in my own life. I, I my the top of my deck looked terrible in my backyard, but with the wood deck. So I brought a contractor over, and I'm like, "Hey, can you uh, kind of sand this down or resurface so we put that fake wood in there?" And he's like. Yeah, that'd be great," he said. "Except, look under here. Oh, it's dry rot. <laughs> well, it was worse than that. The pilings had been all uh, the the concrete, whatever they pour those things in, and that thing. And so the reality is, I was trying to do stuff on the surface, and it was much greater than that. I'd say if if I never didn't worry about inflation, I would not own a home. Okay, that's true. <laughs> I rented a house for about six months. But years ago, we built a new house, which I would not do again. Actually, I kind of enjoyed the process. I just don't like. Uh, but when you when I rented, anytime there's a problem, there was just one number to call, and that was it. And then you hang up, you don't think about anything again. It's not and my it, problem. It's a beautiful thing. And when you own a home, and as the home ages, you get the dry run. Yeah. By the way, your personal residence do not view as an investment. You consume it. You consume your home. And to maximize your net worth, if that's your objective anyway, live in the smallest dwelling as possible. And if you're going to have additional real estate for investment, have them as rentals so somebody pays you rather than you pay it. We're going to continue on. If you want to be part of the program, our contact, 833-99-WORTH. That's what will get you on Allworth's Money Matters. And we're in Sacramento talking with Carlos. Carlos, you're live with Allworth Financial's Money Matters. Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. How can we help? Hello. Thank you for, for taking my call. Yeah, our pleasure. Okay, I have a very quick question. Um, I basically am contemplating having a very simple uh, retirement plan for myself and for my family. Um, I used to have a big uh, balance in, uh, for, not big, I mean moderate uh, balance, about like 200000 um in 401k, but over the years we kind of depleted it to pay for the kids' uh, private school, and that's a, a a bygone decision, but um, but we did it on purpose. We just thought it's a good investment in the kids. But uh, right now, uh, I work for the state, um, and I've been with the state for about six years, and I'm 45 years old. And basically, I'm thinking, since I will be having a pension from the state upon retirement, is it just better to focus on paying off our primary residence, and then we have one rental, also our first, the, the first home that we bought. We are keeping it as a rental. So should we just focus on paying off those two homes and uh, plus the pension that should be good enough for our retirement? Is, right. that, is that an acceptable? <laughs> well, I have a, I have a couple of questions. Uh, sure. What is your approximate income? Uh, right now? Yes. Okay, so uh, as of uh, last year, my annual uh, income is 120000 uh, per year. Does your wife work outside of the home? No, she doesn't. Okay. And what's the value of your house? So primary res- – so I don't know if I can use uh, Just- Zillow's uh, – Yeah, yeah, that's good enough. Yeah, close enough. close enough. Yeah, so it's about 690000 And what do you owe on it? Uh, we owe about 400000 on it. Okay. First, uh, mortgage and, and HELOC put together. Both. Okay. And a HELOC. Mm-hmm. What's the interest rate on the first? So first is uh, 3.875%. And what's the HELOC? 
HEWAC is a little, I think it's, it's uh, adjustable. I think it's right now about uh, 6.75. How much? How, how large is the HELOC? Oh, it's about uh, 150,000. And oh. you've, and you've exercised all 150. Yeah, the current okay. balance is 150. And then on the primary, the first mortgage you owe 400. Is that correct? No. First, Between uh, the two, 250. Owe, okay. We okay. owe 250 on the first right. and right. 150 on Tell the Tell me about the rental property. What's the value of the rental property? Rental value is uh, 370,000. And what do you owe on it? We owe uh, the remaining balance is 180,000. And how old are the kids? Uh, we have three kids, so 12, 10, and uh, 8. What's the interest rate, what's the interest rate on the uh, mortgage on this, the rental property? Oh, it's very low. It's 3.375. Okay. So how, I'm just trying to – here's what I'm kind of trying to come to grips with is how you, – you spent down your 401K the last several yeah. years – to finance your lifestyle, which includes your kids' private education. Uh, your kids are assuming right. that they're still in private education. Is that correct? Yeah, but right now we're at a position where we kind of like um, the – right now we, we pay much less than we used to pay for uh, what we get from the school. So um, right now our expense is about 1000 a month for three kids. It's not okay. bad. He used in the normal cost is three thousand a month. So what if I told you that you need to put ten percent into your four hundred one k? What would you say to me? Um, it's a, that's my question. Is it yes. better to put ten percent in four hundred one k or uh, pay down our both. primary? All right. Residence? So here's what I, as, as both. Of, so you got. As of today, uh, I didn't tell you the whole story. As of today, I'm contributing uh, five hundred dollars a month to to the four hundred one k. Uh, okay, that is only five hundred a month. Yeah, which so, is all right. Which is five percent of pay. Yeah, um, okay, yeah. So, so here's what here's when we look at this. There's a couple of things. One here, one is that you should take this first and your HELOC on your primary residence and refinance it um, into a new mortgage, maybe even a twenty year fixed. I would do a twenty year yeah, fixed. Yeah, twenty year fixed. I would do a twenty year fixed. Well, I don't know. What's the chance? He's fine. he's not going to be in that same house. By the time the kids grow, I don't know. If you think well, you, uh, my concern is that this is too much house for you. Well, that and and yeah, you've got a lot of big mortgage out there, and my concern is that you have not lived within your means the last number of years. The expensive years are ahead of you with the kids. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, all the sports stuff gets more expensive. Suddenly they're going to be it's, driving, and then there's calling. I mean, it's just. I hope they don't play a game like lacrosse or football where you have to travel <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> well, the 10 and 12, you already can be that age. But um, So here's what you you need to do immediately. If you get, plan on staying. Don't in, touch your 401k again. Yeah, don't take any more money out that of the 401k. That's sacred yeah, dollars. It has a very modest balance now. I mean, it's only what fifty thousand or so. Yeah, yeah, but but you know what? You and you, what the challenge is? You took the money out. You paid taxes on it. The top rates. You paid Those, a penalty. Yes. So here's what you need to do. You need to re very expensive money. refinance your first and your HELOC into a thirty year, yes. twenty year or thirty year fixed rate mortgage. Okay. Okay. And then. Mm -hmm. Pay it off over the 20 or 30 years, whatever you decide. Put 10% into your company's 401k 
And I would actually look at doing it on a Roth basis. Oh, uh, so you prefer uh, Roth 401k versus... Or half and half. Split the, the, split the difference. You so, could do that. You could do that. So right now I'm putting in the Roth uh, 401k. So 5% each, okay? Yeah, I, do, I split, split yeah. it down the middle. But the key, I think the key here, Carlos, that the home equity line of credit, my guess is did not go to, to increase that. It didn't go to the house. It went to fund lifestyle. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's only so there's only so many times you can go to the well before it's drained. So you, 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 you need to, you, you've got a lifestyle issue is what you have. And there's two right. ways to fix it's, the uh, lifestyle yeah. issue. Stop the behavior or put mm -hmm. parameters on the behavior that causes you to stop the behavior. Or make more money. Right. There you go. Exactly. Well, I mean, so, it, uh, see if you can find a better job it, or see if your spouse wants to go back to work. Yeah, that is my my wife can go back to work. It's just the, now that the kids are like uh, kind of like semi independent. So. Yeah, well, you're I gonna, mean, just for, you, so you called about your retirement. Right now, I think it's a, you're heading towards a train wreck. Honestly, because it's, it's not good at all. Yeah, you've had, if you look at your financial situation now, where it was a few years ago, you're going backwards. You're spending your house. You're spending your retirement. And at this rate, you're going to get to retirement. You're going to not going to have any. You'll you'll have some pension with the state. I don't know what it's going to be twenty years down the road. Right. We know there's a lot of pressure on this on it and you're not vested today. So there could be some changes to that. And then um, the, the, I mean, that's just that's the reality. That's the reality. So refinance the first in the HELOC into a 30 year fixed rate mortgage. Put 10 percent into your 401k, half pre-tax, half Roth IRA and quit spending okay. these Carlos, assets. We told and we appreciate you want the best for your kids. I totally understand that. And I think you could still afford the private education. It's just some of those little extras you're going to have to figure out a way to cut out. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All righty. And, and by you. the way, Thank Carlos, Carlos, when you have mm -hmm. the discussion with yeah. your wife about her going back to work, it was Scott Hansen's <laughs> idea. <laughs> it was Scott's well, idea. No, in all serious, it wasn't mine. In all seriousness, Carlos, no in all seriousness, uh -huh. it might be a good idea for the two of you together to go visit with a certified financial planner, run through this. Right. Sometimes when there's a third party... And, you, could, you know, we just you spent 10 minutes with us on the radio and we get some numbers in our head. But you actually some, run some numbers and some projections and sometimes just you get clarity there. And as a couple, then as a couple, you can say, all right, what do we want to do here? We're going to have to make some changes. What will those changes be? Either a reduction in our lifestyle today or your, your wife going back to work. Those are really the kind of choices you have. And she might want to go back to work. Yeah. And it might. And I just think having that sometimes from an independent third party my experience <laughs> is sometimes it's a helpful way to go about it okay thank you very much right. Appreciate right. Appreciate it. The call. Yeah, thank you carlos but you know what carlos obviously sounds like he's an immigrant has an accent i would assume well first or second generation i don't know it's an accent pretty strong accent i don't, I don't I'm just know think I, don't, good for, I, don't I mean know. it's a, oh listen it's the american dream i think yeah get your kids yeah. and I mean, my, my kids went to public school, but yours went to private Mine school. Mine went to private school. Bourgeois kind of. Oh, is that right? <laughs> well, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the McLeans are known about is the bourgeois. That's, uh, we get that rap. You do. All right. I'm just teasing you on that. I know that. The, uh, but the reality is he's been spending, if, I bet he, if you looked at the age of his kids and how old he is now, 
uh, he had he, he had probably a higher net worth before he had children than he oh, does yeah. now. I mean, kids are exp- kids are phenomenally expensive, and we all want what's best for our kids. And we see people time and again. It's better to kind of. I mean, he, he's, he's mid forties and realize yeah, yeah, that yeah, right? he's forty five. Realize that there needs to be some change here, or something's going on. He was hoping that we would tell him everything was going to be okay. Yeah, I we think. didn't. I know, but um, he called for our advice. He kind of knows that. That's why. He, yeah. But oftentimes we see people a little further year out. Further, they've got kids going to college, right? Some of you are listening right now. Your kids are going to college for the first time. Freshmen off somewhere. Uh, it gets expensive. Very expensive, and they don't all have to go to some four-year institution right out of school, and clearly they don't all have to go to the private school or the best school they got accepted into, whatever that means. Yeah. So I would. It's my, okay if you can afford it. My youngest just graduated from high school, and I spent some time over the last couple of weeks with his friends and all the graduation parties and that, and it's a mix. State schools, community college, trade schools. And your son went for, to a Jesuit. He went to a Jesuit uh, high school. High, yeah, Jesuit high school. Yeah. I'm teasing you about the bourgeois comma. Scott, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> so, take it at all. <laughs> but I would imagine there a much higher percentage of kids. The kids who are there tend to have families that kind of well, push them in those areas. Uh, and drive yeah, them a but harder. approximately 30 to 40 percent of the students are in some sort of uh, aid at my kid's high school. Oh, really? That's yeah, nice. Yeah, that's, that's so it's not just kind of the people Jesuit. like the... Uh, <laughs> it's just not like us. Well-heeled financial advisors. That, kids, uh, yes. There's, But it's good. It's good. All right. Anyway, but I, I didn't take the bourgeois thing personally at all. Because <laughs> you I'm took not. it as a compliment. That's why. Because <laughs> I don't know what it Part means. Part of the gentry class. I don't know what bourgeois means, but when I look it up and find out what it means... <laughs> I'm not quite <laughs> sure of the meaning either, now I mention it. It just sounds like... Uh, I'm pretty sure I know what it means. Uh, snobbery, sophistication, oh, wealthy... French. Sounds like multiple generation wealth. Oh, but that's, that's just that's not... Right. Anyway, we are, we're taking a quick break. Uh, when we come back... Uh, we, we did talk. We do want to talk about a couple of things. One is how to get your home paid off at retirement. You're facing retirement. How to use that 401k, or if you do use the 401k, we'll talk about that. And we'll take more calls. Our contact number eight three three ninety nine Worth. You're listening to All Worth Financials Money Matters with Scott Hanson and Pat McLean. We'll be right back. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Do you have a financial question that needs answering? Call us at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome back to Allworth Financial's Money Matters. Scott Hansen, Pat McLean. Uh, we're going to take some calls. What do you say? All right. 833 worth is the number. Let's go to Northern California and talk with Matt. You're Matt. Matt, you are live with uh, Scott Hanson, Pat McLean, Allworth Financial. Excellent. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. What can we do for you? So, um, yeah, so, so here's my question. I'm, I'm a veteran, and, uh, you know, obviously I have my VA uh, loan uh, ability. I can use that. Now, uh, my question is, is that my wife bought a house. Uh, about eight months before we got married. So I am not on the lease, I'm not on the mortgage, what have you. Uh, but I wanted to see about if it would be possible to somehow 
refinance this house, but at the same time use my VA loan because a lot of the rates are lower. There's, you know, other things, other uh, advantages to that as well. But like I said, I'm not on it, but we are married. Just to, just it was it, the, the marriage happened after the the, 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 the purchase of the house. Yeah, so you, you need to change title to both your names and— uh, And refinance it. But okay, how much? As simple as I mean, as simple as that. I mean, because like I said, it was it was before when we were married. So. It's not it's not complicated. It's simple for you. I don't know how she's gonna well, that, feel about that it. That was what that was what <laughs> that was what I was gonna say. Did she put uh, a lot of cash into this house? Is it down payment? Uh, no, no, no. But uh, I mean, during the, like I said, it, it, we've had it for about five years, a little over five years, and you know, eight months before that we got, or uh, after that we she bought it. We got married. And personally, uh, you know, out of my pocket, I've sunk a lot of money into the house, yeah. uh, new roof, I could go on and on and on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Think at least, yeah. No, no, so, no. So not a big deal. And it, uh, what's the interest rate now? She's at four two five. Yeah, so you that can do better. Yeah, exactly. I figure because I have excellent credit, you know, above seven fifty. So I figured with that, and uh, you know, what stopped loan, what stopped you from doing this until now? Yeah, why why didn't you do it before? You know, it wasn't until recently because I, I live uh, specifically in uh, in like the Chico Orville area, and uh, with you know with the uh, the uh, campfires, uh, people you know were really looking for houses, and you know it, it was it's a bad way to to look at it that we have taken advantage of it some way, but housing prices have just gone to the yeah, roof. Yeah, so skyrocketed. So, so for the rest for the rest yeah. of you out there who don't know where this is, so this is Paradise was the town that burned in Northern California that made all of course, yeah, yeah. big news. Co- correct. And, and oh, I mean, this place this place many many people. Yeah, so, but yeah. Orville is right next door to um, Paradise. Yeah. Yes. And so, what's happened with home prices? Um, the typical uh, home price. Uh, or, well, I mean, just a, just a, a personally, our example here, we bought our house. You know, in its current shape, uh, the it was about one hundred and twenty nine thousand. And uh, there's houses down the road that have been, you know, upgraded and and, and uh, on the market, uh, basically same size, same everything, uh, and, and they're going for over two hundred thousand. Yep, yeah. it's just just amazing. And have rents gone up dramatically too for people looking for apartments? Oh, it, and it, I, 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 I'd say it's close to almost like gouging, to be honest with you. Some of these people, they're having yeah. to pay pay exorbitant prices for just the smallest yeah. little apartment. Yeah, so it makes sense for you to refinance and put both of you and on I would, the loan. I would go talk to a mortgage broker. So whether mm-hmm. the VA is the right product for you or not, I don't know. Uh, but there are mortgage brokers, and they work with a number of different. Well, actually, some of the there's very large mortgage brokers now as well. But uh, I talk to either instead of going direct to your local bank that you've been working with, I would look at a broker that can, uh, you know. Look at what products are available today, and um, right. look at those options. Yep. And, and and the a good chance the VA loan is going to be the appropriate one for you. So appreciate the call. Right. Yeah. Oh, thank you. All right. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting to hear about uh, price gouging and. So they're actually putting in work camps up in Paradise that will house hundreds and hundreds of people uh, in short-term housing to just get the economy and the repairs you know, I, moving. I again. could not imagine. I mean, if I own an apartment complex. So I personally I'll just be, I gave some money in a couple ways to some organizations up there to help the camp campfire victims. Okay. It's at, at Christmas time, our church did a special offering to adopt a family. They adopted this young couple that weren't married with this kid. It was really an interesting. I thought it was good for the church. And um, they've been they, they track them kind of. Someone's there helping them guiding along. But so I'm thinking as. <laughs> 
as, as, oh, I mean, as a capitalist, is that what you're saying? Correct. As, that you couldn't raise the rents. I would not know? raise the rents unless my family. I couldn't feed my own family, and I had no choice. But I would not be opportunistic like that. Neither for how would you. long? I would not. But for how long? Well, one of the challenges with real estate, it becomes very personal. Yeah, but, but Scott, but for how long? Would you? I, I get not raising it for one year or two years or three years. Well, eventually you're going to end up with a market rate. But eventually you're going to go to market because... Well, if you don't want to do it, you end up selling the property. And then, and then they're going to bring it to market. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I wouldn't do it either. But that is 100% correct is real estate, especially residential, and it can even happen in commercial oftentimes becomes personal you get to know the people their people i have i have clients that have been clients for years they own a nice little rental property that they charge so little on rent and when i say you know either you should raise the rents to market rents or you should sell it and redeploy the capital elsewhere she says they are the cutest little couple i've ever met (laughs) and he says I know, Pat. I've been trying to tell her that for years. <laughs> there is some benefit of having a property manager. We never need the people, and it just keeps an arm's length transaction. But I remember in college, when I first got married, they hadn't raised the rent in four years. We painted the inside of the house the whole bit and let them. You want to be good tenants. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, you're kidding. You know you're paying under market rents. But I get it. I wouldn't gouge. No, I know you wouldn't gouge. Period of time. But at some point in for, time. Then I'd gouge. No, I would yeah. let it come to market. You, you get another three months to get your life together after that. Yeah. <laughs> and the, cha- the sad thing is for that community, oh, there, was a never, lot of, there were never. a lot of poor uh, lower income people there. Yes, and um, a lot of seniors. I didn't have a lot of safety net or family and that sort of thing. A lot of seniors. Yeah, really tragic. All right. Our contact number, 833-99-WORTH. That gets you on All Worth Financial's Money Matters with Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. And we're talking with Mike. Mike, you're with All Worth Financial. Well, thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you. I listen to you guys a lot. You guys give a lot of common sense, and I appreciate that. Thank you. I just... I have a, just a question. It's a simple question, but I don't know if the answer is going to be so simple. Is I have a deferred compensation 457 plan, and I've heard on the radio I should convert that after I retire to an IRA. Why? That's it. Well, well, you probably haven't heard that from us, and you should convert. There are times when you should convert, and sometimes you shouldn't convert. So, assuming you have a full menu. Uh, of investment selections, and you're comfortable making the decisions as to how to direct those dollars, maybe you should not convert. Maybe. The, the good thing about the deferred compensation in the 401k plans. Right. The it's, it's same thing. It's, it's, I was, well, it's, I was a um, public employee, yeah. and, and we were 457 instead okay. of 401k. You know, so, so I'm going to interject real quick here. Because you said assuming Pat said assuming you're making the right investment decisions, so years ago, and this may be ten years ago, so every once in a while I would have someone would call, and they were, uh, I forget the person's title, but they were with the state of California, essentially one of the decision makers for the 401k and deferred compensation plans. Okay, right, and they would give. I don't. You maybe don't remember this, and so 
he was like, why would the, the plant, we have such low cost plants here. Why would anyone leave? And I asked him one day, I said, he called and I said, what in this, I don't know what the percentage is today, but I said, what percentage of the 401k and the 457 plans at the state of California are in uh, money market equivalents, cash equivalents? And he said 18%. Which is high. Extremely high, considering that these are people that all have uh, pensions for retirement. Which was really high. And it's funny, because during, that, during the conversation, I think all of a sudden a little light bulb went on in his head, like, oh, oh, maybe now I see why sometimes people choose to move the funds out. Well, if... if to some, get professional guidance. To, well, there's a, there's a difference, right? There's a difference. You can, if you're comfortable making your own investment selections, you use it in the fourth... Competent. And competent. Comfortable and competent. Thank you. Okay. I mean, really, where you look at yourself... Uh, and you say, I am competent at this. Uh, it's, it's, that's a tough thing to go through. But if you're comfortable and competent in making your own investment selection, there's nothing wrong with leaving it in the 457. But if you're going to leave it in the 457, why wouldn't you just move it to an IRA if you're comfortable and confident where you have a much larger selection? Yes. Of and easier to make transactions and everything else. Correct. And if you're over age 59 and a half, especially then. Now, well, one question now, if you have an IRA, is there fees? Yeah, they there's fees, fees in your 457, too. No, there, uh, I have no fees. In no, my there, you have fees. You On have my fees. statements, there's no. Never I understand fees. it. I understand. You can get an IRA with a statement that shows no fees as well. I but. understand that. But there is every one of those investments <laughs> that you have in there has a fee. <laughs> Mike's laugh. That's the. Okay, I mean, I. So, I, I, what I see on my statement, there's no look, fees. Mike, maybe maybe Mike, there's a. No, Mike, the mutual funds Mike, that you own have fees. Mike, you could give me a list of your actually investments, and I will actually tell you the fee, and I will find a similar investment with either the same or lower fee available in an IRA. That's, that's just reality. a flat out. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's why I call you guys okay. for information. That's flat I, out. Now, now, I'm going to give you one caveat on the 457s. Now, this okay. is a stretch, but it's real. You asked. A 457 is a deferred compensation plan, and it is not in a trust like an IRA is in a trust. It's not your asset. It's actually an asset of the municipality in which you worked with a promise okay. that they would pay that out over time. Rare, rare, but it could happen that if that municipality ever goes into bankruptcy, that that could actually be attached or tied up for a period of time in a bankruptcy procedure. That is wow. the proceedings. Okay. Now, I'm going to get some phone calls where people are like. But when you put it this way, think about this, Pat. So, Mike, and, and we're not, we're, we have no, we're just don't, gonna, we don't have a, we don't have a dog but in think this if you moved, think if you moved to California, you moved to Northern California from some other state, and you decided to go visit some financial advisor, and you have some money from your previous employer, and the financial advisor says, you know, we could set up an IRA, an independent IRA, but the state of California actually has this plan. It'll be subject to the creditors of the state of California. Should anything happen, the menu options aren't quite as robust as the IRA, but let's go that route instead. That's a good point, Scott. You would look at it. if you, Because oftentimes, as what we say from investments, like, would you buy this today? So if you're over 59 and a half, you wouldn't put your money in a 457. No, you wouldn't. If you had separated from employment. <laughs> now, right. in saying all that, if you want the skill and expertise and financial advice that comes along by hiring a financial advisor, that is going to cost you more than opening an no IRA question. at a discount no uh, firm. Just, there's no question. 
all things being equal, my guess is you could take the same selections that you have in your 457 and find it in an IRA. It's easier to interact with. The fees will be the same and or, or lower. And you won't have to worry about uh, the deferred compensation. Now, the deferred compensation, I don't think I've ever seen it. I think I've seen it tied up once or twice in the last 30 years. The benefit, municipality. The benefit that you have, though, Mike, is that you are comfortable with this plan. Right. I've been retired, and you know, I can't, I can't put into it anymore. And I said I was a civil cert, and I was just a. Yeah, then leave it alone. Much, I didn't get much, but I got my I got my first pension, and I got my pension from the, from the military. And what do you mean you didn't get much? You got plenty. You, you worked for it. It was part of the promise of the employment. Well, I mean, well, like I say, I lucky guy said, well, this guy's got a million dollars, and I don't have that much. I no. don't have that, but I, you know, I. Well, well you value Mike, your pension, Mike, Mike. I could do a net <laughs> present value of your of your pensions if you want, and tell you how much money you have. Based upon oh, your I, life I, expectancy, I, people come in all the time. They're retired from the state of California, and they go, "I don't have much. I only have this eighty thousand dollars a year in pension." <laughs> you're like, "Well, that's worth that's worth two point three million dollars based on a right, net present value right. of three and a half percent in your age." No, so, I, mean, I I appreciate I appreciate the pensions and my health care and no, it's good, uh, it's I, good. But if you're comfortable I, with the deferred comp, leave it alone. Okay, it's not going to matter one one that much one way or the other. Well, thank you so very much for your help. All I right. appreciate All right, it. Appreciate the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, you yeah. too. Bye-bye. The one thing we didn't throw in is if um, survivor, if he's married and spouse, when uh, about getting things set up. Oh, about using the most, IRAs? Most, most the money, IRAs are easier. Most money leaves employer plans when people are at retirement. It's the investment selection. The majority it's just, of it It's does. just easier to manage outside. And it, it can be more expensive or less expensive. That's right. If you hire an advisor, it will be more expensive. Whether or not it be more profitable long term, that's depending on your advisor and the, the, the value add or or not there, right? Um, but it just just because something's an employer plan doesn't in and of itself make it less expensive than a retirement an IRA. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. yeah, he thought there was no fees. There's fees. Because you can't see it, they're they're in there. They're embedded. Yeah, and they're not hard to find. Actually, you just look at the mutual fund. Go f- look online and see how much. Uh, just type in the name of the mutual fund and the fees. Well, and also the, your four hundred one k plan on an annual basis. They have to send out a, a disclosure thing that that's everyone so big needs. that nobody can understand it. That uh, not even myself. So, at the beginning of the program, we had made mention of a couple of topics we we're going to discuss. One is is how how to use your 401k to pay off your house. So here's what's quite common, right? Someone gets to retirement age. They sell a mortgage on their house and they have a large 401k balance and IRAs. And they say? Oftentimes, hardworking savers maximize their employer plans over the years, maximized IRAs, maximized Roth IRAs. Not uncommon to see someone at retirement Having $1.3 million in an IRA, not a whole lot outside of there, and um, they have a, a, a modest mortgage balance that they want to get paid off. fifty or $100,000. Yeah, or $150,000, not Whatever the number thing. is. And sometimes we'll talk to them and say, I want to get this. You know. They'll say, I want to pay this off. I'm going to just take all the money out and pay it off. You know, like, yeah, not so fast. That isn't normally the best idea. Because the way our tax system works, unfortunately, our, anything we've got in a 401k or an IRA, we have a silent partner, the tax man, IRS, 
And if you live in a state that taxes you, the You've state You've got a couple wrong. of silent partners. Yes. And it's not that they just get some certain percentage that they automatically get 20%. Like if you pull money out of your 401k, they'll withhold 20%, but that withholding has it, nothing to do with your tax liability. It's just what they withhold. Your tax could be zero. It could be 52% if you're in a high-tax state. It because could be, It could be zero if you're in a low-tax state and you have low income or the money's coming out of a Roth IRA. So our tax rate is very progressive. So the more money you make, the higher percentage goes to taxes. And under the new tax law that passed, which increased the standard deduction, about doubled it for everybody. Significant. Something like 93, 94% of Americans are going to are now using a standard deduction versus itemizing. And so the tax rates go from say 12% to 22%. At a couple's when their gross income is about a hundred thousand, a little over a hundred thousand, and then it progressively goes higher to there. To the top rate is what? What is it now? Thirty six percent. And then they're they're and the, the add ons and the oh, <laughs> the add ons, <laughs> Medicare surtax. Yes. The uh, Obamacare tax. The state of California uh, mental health tax. Mental health tax. That worked well because California has no homeless it people anymore. Fixed everything. It's a one one percent surtax. Surtax. There's on millionaires in California. It was all for mental health to take care of the mental health yeah. issues. Fixed. Beautiful. Well, no more. No more. Beautiful. There's no homeless in California. It's worked if you've beautifully. Been to California. Beautifully. Yeah. We maybe if we did two percent, we even and lowered less. it <laughs> to so. people with incomes of two hundred fifty thousand. So because <laughs> we all know more money fixes everything. All right. So now we're getting <laughs> sidetracked. So if you take a huge chunk out, let's say your mortgage balance is $150,000. And you wanted and to pay like, it off. And you're like, I've got $1.3 million. I think, well, why not? I'm just going to take the $150,000 How much out. money would you have to take out? Well, once you take the one fifty out, that one fifty is now going to be added on to your other income. And the IRS doesn't let you smooth it out over five years. They did years ago, but they don't let you smooth it out. They're going to treat it just like you earned that much in that particular year. One fifty added on to your others. So you might be taxed 35, 40% of that. 45. And what ends up happening is you find yourself the next tax year. It's taking more money out of the IRA to pay the taxes on the money you took out the previous year. So taking a big chunk out is a bad idea. It's a terrible idea. Terrible idea. Here are a few strategies that can work. One is perhaps you say, let's say the mortgage balance is 150000 Maybe you carve off a separate, separate IRA at $150,000, invest it in very secure, in fixed income investments. And have a monthly distribution go into a checking account to pay the mortgage off over the same amount of time that you'll pay the mortgage, uh, that the IRA will be depleted. That's so what, you could do it over 10 or 12 or 15 years. So psychologically, the it's, home's off, paid for. it's off your plate. It's not affecting your month-to-month income. You've invested it in a secure fashion, which makes you feel comfortable with it. We've seen we've seen people use that quite a bit over the years. It's easy. It's easy. I mean, it's it's not nece- it's not necessary from just crunching the numbers in a financial standpoint to set up a separate IRA. But psychologically and emotionally, now you think, okay, I carved off one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Equivalent of me having the house paid for. It's the equivalent of me having the house paid for. Now I don't have to worry about it. And as long as those dollars are invested in somewhat secure type investments, which you're is not invested in stocks, you're invested in conservative bonds, match kind of risks. Yep, it's a good way to do it. A second way is to say, what if we pay this off over the next three or four or five years? 
or six or whatever, and you chunk it out. So you maybe say, all right, let's we're going to take out $30,000 or $40,000 per year to get this thing paid off, looking at the... T- it's, here's where you need the tax planning. Because the majority of Americans are... Even even people with lots of assets at retirement, many of them are in a, in a 12% tax bracket. Until, when you go from 12 to 22%, that's a 10% increase. You, it's like giving up a 10% free 10% return on your money, essentially. Yeah, it's doubling your tax rate. Correct. So if you can spread it out, doing the right kind of tax planning, you simply spread it out. Over a period of years. The third thing to do is not pay the mortgage off at all. Yep. And just get the longest mortgage Maybe possible. Maybe even refinance to a 30-year mortgage. Right. And just and recognize. You, listen, if you're listening now and you're thinking, yeah, I've, I've been retired two years. I've got this mortgage. It's going to be paid off when I'm 74. Your children and your beneficiaries are quite thankful that you will have that <laughs> mortgage paid off by the time they inherit it. But it's possible it would be better for you just to refinance that and do a new 30-year mortgage. Rates are so low right now. And just pay the payment on it, lower your monthly payment, and recognize the home will never be paid off. If you can't, if your home is not paid off by the time you go to retire, you need to look at one of those three strategies. Or if you have money sitting in the bank, Take the money and pay it off. Do it all the time. If you have the, the money, pay it off. If you have the money. If it's but in an the, IRA, it takes a little bit more work. Do n- But a couple strategies using the 401k. One is carving off a special IRA that's designed to make the mortgage payments. The second one is, um, is doing it in chunks. So we also talked a little bit about putting rental properties inside of IRAs. We see this advertised often from people trying to sell uh, rental properties or investment. Use real your estate. retirement account, self-directed IRA to own real estate. The problem with it is you lose a lot of the tax benefits of real estate. Well, that's the biggest issue, if you ask me. Well, I think the bigger issue the is capital gains, favorable capital gains, ten, the tax-free exchanges, the depreciation of the asset. Yeah, uh, there. Uh, I think the bigger issue is required minimum distributions that are going to either now be age 70 and a half or 72. And how do you take an illiquid asset and carve up? It's not like a required minimum distribution requires the money to come out of the IRA. It's not like you could go to the rental house and just take off a quarter of one of the living rooms and push it outside of the IRA. It has to be cash that comes out of the IRA. Yeah. Now you could, if you have multiple IRAs, it can only come out of one. So if you have a, say a, that is an a bond fund and some other one, you can use that. But And the other thing is is that if it needs repairs or significant upgrades on the property, how do you actually get more money inside that? That is that? a big issue. See it all the time. And you can't have a personal loan on it, nor can you have personal use on it, any personal use. Yeah, so if you're thinking you're going to get a vacation home that you're going to use It's not going to work. That's great. By the way, if someone's pitching you this, go talk to I would talk to an independent uh either independent financial advice, certified financial planner, or uh, a CPA to have them look at it, uh, to, to go over some of the rules. Because the people that are pitching the products aren't always the ones that give full disclosure of all the pitfalls. It might You might sign something with them. Yeah, just don't put real property inside of an IRA. Use something else. Yes. Find another way about it. Or don't do it. And it's not, it doesn't hurt to be diversified. No. And, by the way, you can own lots of things inside of an IRA. So if you think, well, I don't trust the stock market, well, there's plenty of other options inside IRA. So we are about out of time. Uh, Once a month, we are doing an extended podcast version of the show where we 
take a, a question in from one of our listeners. They'll send us a question, email us a question, and then we'll address that during our extended podcast. Because unfortunately, Terrestrial Radio, we are stuck with our 60-minute clock. And lucky you, today is the day we're going to do the extended podcast. <laughs> lucky you. Yes. So if you're driving home, you're just about to pull in, you can go for that extra drive to finish listening to the podcast. Yes. But Denise had reached out. She had lost her husband three years ago unexpectedly, and she's trying to figure out what to do with his retirement accounts. And um, she's 51, and he was 53. So we're going to talk about what we would recommend to Denise uh, on our extended podcast. And so you can just stick around, and we'll talk about that. And for the rest of you that are listening to the radio, we do greatly appreciate that. And um, uh, we'll be here next week. We're at the same station every week, the same time. And if you'd like to learn more about Allworth Financial and the services we provide to our thousands of clients, allworthfinancial.com will tell you all about, all about us. And there's also some great educational tools there as well. So enjoy the rest of your weekend. This has been Allworth Financial's Money Matters with Scott Hansen of Pat McClain. Well, podcast listeners, we thank you for listening to us via podcast. It's interesting how... Um, Terrestrial radio has declining it's over time. <laughs> it's changed. Most, most of us now listen to um, stuff via on our podcast. And yeah. uh, review us, please, on the podcast. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast this, this morning driving to the studio. So there we go. Yep. Um, so this extra segment this week is from Denise. Um, lost your spouse unexpectedly. It's always a challenge when one loses a spouse and even more so when it's a sudden unexpected death and then try to figure out um, where to move forward as a rule of thumb, it's best to try to make as few financial decisions as possible. There is no hurry, no hurry. I can't think of other well, than life insurance proceeds. If, 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 if someone, if your spouse passes away and they have a, say a monthly withdrawal set up from an IRA, then the simplest thing, any retirement, like an IRA, all you can do, you can simply put your name on it. You change names. It's as simple as that. You provide a, a death certificate, sign a form. They put the same securities into an IRA in your name. You do not need to change any securities. But if they're under the age of 59 and a half, you may want to keep it in a decedent IRA. But there's no hurry unless there's a monthly distribution. If there's no monthly it. distribution. There's no hurry. I'd give it some time. And in terms of three months isn't necessarily enough time. Any big financial decisions. The only thing that you actually need to do is if there's life insurance involved is to, is to redeem the life insurance policies. And they put typically them, will send a checkbook nowadays. And just put it in a money market account or, or leave savings it, or account. Or leave it in the one they'd send it in. Don't let the life insurance agent come to the house and tell you about all these great products. You and should take as much time as possible. Don't. Go talk to the bank financial planner when you're down in. Yes. So that you're probably best off just leaving it in the money market from the life insurance company. And in the IRAs, there's nothing you need to do in the retirement accounts. And I would give it really maybe six months. There's no hurry. I mean, it's good to maybe meet with a financial advisor, start having talking about some ideas. And Pat, I'll never forget years ago, it was a similar situation. Uh, um, this woman was referred, a young woman, referred in, had a couple kids. And this was like in 1999. I remember this story. I remember this story. Yeah, because it was one of those. It's funny. As an organization, I often will share with our organization. We have 140 employees or so. When a, a client comes, someone comes in to see if, if they should use this or not. 
and they choose and, and someone who could benefit from our services and chooses not to. I always tell our team, I said, look, they they lose much more than we lose. If someone really needs us and we But you'll tell the someone that doesn't need you that they don't need of you. Of course as I well. will. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is a young woman and she I She needed us. Well, I told her what kind to expect income wise. There's only a finite amount of life insurance, right? And she's I remember it's like, well, that's not enough. And I this other advisor told me I can get whatever the percentage of a year, 12% a year. This is the, remember the 1990, late 90s? And so she ended up going with some other advisor. Uh, and the, the portfolios that she was talking about at the time, she's, she probably went bankrupt afterwards. Yeah, because it was tech heavy. Yeah. It was not, you know, just. Yeah. Uh, but that was in, she was in a hurry. You don't need to be in a hurry. Yeah, don't be in a hurry. But if you're under 59 and a half, if you leave the asset, the IRA or 401k, you can roll the 401k into a beneficiary, or you can, if you leave it, you can take, uh, if you need income, you can take income without being 59 and a half because death is one of the um, uh, exceptions to that uh, early withdrawal penalty. Um, but the biggest thing, I think, is take, take your time. time. Take time. Take your time. So anyway, we appreciate you being a podcast listener. And if you've yet to give us a review, we highly encourage you to do so. And if you are on iTunes, if you just go to the iTunes store and search for All Worth's, uh, All Worth Money Matters, We'll pop right up. If you just do Money Matters, I think we're the second or third or something like that. And give us a review. We'd greatly appreciate the review. This helps us getting on, um, I don't know what it helps more us. Robust me- <laughs> that That's what more robust platforms. Whatever that means. That's what the marketing people told us. More robust? Than, than iTunes? I don't know. Marketing people said ask for know. reviews. Yeah, they just, every week they tell us to ask for reviews. So every few weeks we ask. So anyway, we, I, would, I think it would help us anyway, if you could re- give us a review. All right, thanks so much for being part of our, our program. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.